Okay, our series uh, verses, verses, our text, is found in Isaiah 29 and 30. And it says, He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord, one translation says, wait in the Lord. and They will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They and will walk and not be faint. And the Lord, I believe, like I said, I think he's already done that for some. And if he hasn't done it for you, let him know you need it today. He wants to do it for you. The Lord has a lot for me and you to do in this world. And the closer we are to his coming... I believe the faster he is moving and the quicker he is moving and wanting us to move with him. But he doesn't want us to do his work begrudgingly or tired or half-hearted. He wants us to have joy and strength when we do his work. And um, so he wants us to be recharged today. He doesn't want you to be worn out. Uh, So today we're going to deal with energy drainer number two, and this is a big one, I think, for most of us. Energy drainer number two is stress. We're going to deal with stress today. We're going to ask God to help us today. And the verse that that, uh, goes, the text for this, uh, main text for this uh, energy drainer is found in John 16, 33. And Jesus says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. Now, he says in the world, you're going to have tribulation and distress and suffering. But be courageous. I think maybe one translation says, be of good cheer. Be confident. Be undaunting. Be filled with joy. Why? Because Jesus says, I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished, my victory abiding. Jesus said, I done been there, done that, got the t-shirt, and I can give you the t-shirt too. And it's a joyous thing. You're going to have trouble, he said. You're going to have heartaches. But you can have joy. You can have peace, Jesus said, because in me you can overcome. And so that's what we're dealing with today, and God's going to help us to drive that home today. Uh, Some of you uh, know the serenity prayer. The serenity prayer says, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Now, that's a, a, some of us really, we should have prayed that prayer a long time ago, right? Uh, But some of us pray the prayer of the stressed. And it goes something like this, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to hide the bodies of those I killed today because they stressed me out. <laughs> Especially those that drive a lot, huh? Um, so, so stress is something that I think all productive people are uh, at times we're faced with, that we have to deal with. I think the only people on earth that are not stressed are people that are lazy. I mean, I really think they don't get stressed out about anything. They're just taking in oxygen. But people, 
But people that are productive, that want to get things done, we find ourselves stressed. And, and it seems like the people that are more productive can be the most, that have that desire to be more productive, more busy. We're the ones that can be more stressed. Does that seem accurate to you? And, the, and uh, the doctors say that three out of four visits to them are from stress-related issues. Stress increases the risk of heart disease by 40%, the risk of heart attacks by 25%, and the risk of stroke by 50%. All, but, but all stress, I don't think, is necessarily bad because... Uh, if you want to develop muscles, you have to put your muscles under a degree of stress, weights, resistance. And I think similarly, it's the way our faith grows, that when we're faced with, God allows us to go through some trouble sometimes for our faith muscle to grow. And, and the only way that our faith can grow is when it's faced with, when we're faced with problems or situations where we need faith. And, um, and then that faith muscle grows. Um, stress can be an agent of change. <laughs> a stressful job can cause you to overcome the fear for looking for another job. <laughs> this is my last day here, huh? I, I, I don't have money to pay the house, house but I'm leaving this place today. A stressful situation can cause you to make wiser choices. So you won't find yourself in that place again. I went to a restaurant and got a salad, just a little small salad. And I went up to pay for it and, uh, and it had a drink. And the lady said, that would be $17.20 something. I said, no, I just got the salad. I thought she was adding my stuff with other people. And she said, no, that is the price for the salad. I got stressed real fast. And I was thinking, you got me this time. You won't get me the next. <laughs> so there's no remedy to never face stress. But there is a way that God has provided for us to deal with stress so it doesn't drain us spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And we're going to look at that today. But at first, let's look at some sources of our stress. Now, be very careful. Don't look at your spouse during these next few. And there's many things that stress us out, and it does depend on the person. But there's some common sources that I think we all can agree with. And I want to give you uh, them today. If you're taking notes, the S stands for situations. These are the storms of life, the things that catch us off guard that we didn't plan for. Could be a loss of a loved one, uh, the worst case scenario, I think. But then it could also be uh, the loss of a job or needed car repairs, and and those things that just hit us out of the blue that we did not plan for. And really, there's no way to plan for. And those things can cause anybody stress. It doesn't matter where you are in your faith level. That stress can hit you, and and storms do come to us all. And the way we handle the storms of life just depends on how well we know the sun that's on the other side of the storm. Amen? Let me give you T. I'm going to go through these uh, sort of rapid. T is time demands. Time demands. There's not enough time in the day to do all that we need to do, ain't it? I mean, we got apps on our smartphones that's supposed to make it easier for us, but 
by the time I push that thing three or four times that it don't do anything, my stress level, I had visions the other day of just throwing my phone as hard as I could. Does anybody ever felt that, that kind of stress? That all of these things are supposed to make it easier and they don't work half the time. And, and if I didn't pay so much for the phone, I would take pleasure in just throwing it as hard as I could. But time demands, man, we, we, when we're uh, limited in our time and we're running, it's the times that I get the, 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 the most stressed, can be the most stressed. I have more duty than daylight. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And sometimes we create those time demands because uh, if you have children, maybe you run them to karate and then it's football, then soccer, and then uh, maybe uh, baseball, and then you grab some food on the way home, uh, fast food, and you get home just enough time to go to bed. And, and you say, well, I'm spending time with my kids, but if you're honest with yourself, you may find that it's mostly stressful time. Wow, it got quiet in here then, didn't it? And what about this one, relationships? Don't look now, don't look at anybody in this room. And uh, all of us may have some relationships that can be stressful at times. And uh, there's some people that, no, nobody at Move Church, but I have known some people that I call HM people. They are high-maintenance people. <laughs> it's not a place to amen. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, the cost of the relationship far outweighs the benefit of the relationship. Mm, I'm meddling now. And I'm, I mean, y'all thinking of somebody right now. And, um, but yet we feel obligated to accept them and the stress that they bring. Mm, mm, mm. Let's go ahead and move on. E stands for employment. Employment. And maybe you have a job that's causing you stress, a demanding boss, a co-worker who thrives on drama, a workload that is ever-increasing without the increase in pay. And um, you just want things to be different and you want out, but you don't want to deal with the stress of changing jobs. I just talked about 12 people then. They just, they said, that's me. Anybody feeling the stress this morning? I feel my chest tightening up right now as I'm reading these. And here's another one, huh? The state of finances can really stress you out. And uh, some of us have a baloney budget on a ribeye appetite. <laughs> Y'all know what that is. And uh, just when you think you're getting ahead sometimes, though, the car breaks down. And the credit card that you were paying off, now you got to charge to have the car repaired. And the struggle with living... Some of us struggle with living within our means. We create our own problem with our finances. And we finance things that, um, that we wanted, but now we're overextended. And just sometimes, just sometimes, we have the nerve to blame God for our dilemma. Mm. It's going to turn positive in a moment. Hang with me. And the stress of trying to make those ends meet for the things that you purchased, because of the things that you purchased, that enjoyment fades, and it's replaced with stress. The new car doesn't keep that smell long, does it? And it begins to smell like defunct Cheetos, and you still got the car note. And then let's move right on to the next one, and this is probably the biggest one of all, 
And that S stands for, does anybody want to guess? Mm, y'all are so good. I'm glad y'all are sitting up front. Self. We can cause our own stress. As a matter of fact, I think most of the time we're the biggest source of it. And just for a few reasons that I can think of, we procrastinate in taking care of the problems that we should be taking care of until they get bigger than we want to deal with. And then we chase immediate gratification without thinking about the outcome. And the outcome is our fault and the problem that comes from that. And sometimes we don't do what we're supposed to do, and we do what we're not supposed to do. And that cycle just keeps us in a cycle of bad decisions. I know I'm not preaching to nobody here today, but just so we can help our friends out. And for some of us, this is probably a huge one for a lot of us. We have the stress of being a people pleaser. Mm, mm, mm. And we just want to please people. And we don't know how to say no. But we know how to complain about not saying no. And any good that we would have from doing what we are obligated to do is burned up our attitude and we're stressed and then the person that loves you the most your spouse has to hear about it not that patty knows anything about this mm-hmm. okay so there are other things that can stress us out and um but there's good news let me give you this <laughs> hey man it's time to get to it now here we go jesus never promised us that we wouldn't have problems He did promise that we can have his peace to face our problems. Now, he he gives us his Holy Spirit to help make some better decisions, but he gives us his peace. Even when the problem we caused, he can give you peace to face it his way. Teresa, would you come up here? I called Teresa this morning and asked her to come up and share because I was reminded of a story Uh, For some of you, you don't know this, but uh, first of all, Teresa is my sister. You don't know, may not know this. I'm blessed to have my family at church with me, and I'm serving at church and been for, from the beginning, from the get-go. And don't start crying now. Don't make me cry. I don't cry up here. And about about three years ago, she was in a car wreck. She had had problems with her neck before. And she was, uh, it was better. Her neck was really better. And she had a car wreck on 49. Somebody hit her from behind, going about 60 miles an hour. And she was at a dead stop at a red light. And for now almost three years, she has been in incredible pain with her neck. And if she pulled her collar back, she's not. But if she pulled her collar back, her her traps would be huge. I mean, because of the tense um, of the, the way her muscles have, have been affected in her neck, and she's in pain all the time. But something happened just a few moments before that wreck, before that wreck happened, and I, I want her to share what that is. Tell them what you felt right before the wreck. Okay. It was, um, well, like you said, about two and a half years ago, I had been praying. I was at a job where I was stressed real bad, and my health was getting affected. And so I had been praying either 
to fix the situation at my job or either find me, I was trying to look for another job to go to. So it was on a Friday afternoon I'd left work and um, I, I was praying as soon as I got out of my job because it was a bad day that day and I was praying all the way home. And all of a sudden I just felt this wonderful God's peace just come over me and I thought, well, man, that's wonderful. It's a, I'm fixing to have a new job and that's what the peace is for. And about 15 minutes after that, that's when I had my wreck. And then later I realized the peace I felt was what God was giving me, saying, you're fixing to go through something, but I got you. Now, now I, I get it, because somebody's thinking, well, the God that gave her peace could have kept her from going through the wreck to begin with. And that's a legitimate thought. But you remember, sometimes we have to go through things uh, for God to do a, a deeper work. And sometimes God trusts us so much that he will allow us to go through things to reach other people, the benefit to them. Now, you may say, well, that, that just doesn't seem fair. Can I tell you, God knows how to make it fair. And I can tell you this. Uh, Teresa, I call her the traveling evangelist. She helps more people than I've ever seen. Not only does she have more time to help people, she has grown spiritually. And she, man, she will bless the socks off of people. Um, and, and people that watch her would, would expect her to, uh, you know, be complaining, to fall away from God. Her faith has gotten deeper since that. Now, when you say that, and um, you have anything else you want to share? Well, just everything that me and Terry's been through, God has always been there. He's always provided for us for everything that we've done. Yeah. And, and he's always let me know he's always there. Go ahead, girl. Would you give her a round of applause? Thank you. And you did it without crying. You did so good. So the peace that God can give you. Uh, let me give you this verse. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. That Jesus has made his peace available to us who follow him. And it doesn't matter what path you go through, what you have to walk through. The peace of God will see you through. And I'm telling you, it's more wonderful. God's peace is more wonderful than any kind of material blessing you can have. We can either walk in stress or we can walk in God's peace. The choice is up to us. Jesus has already given it to us. Do you understand? You don't even have to pray for his peace. You just have to walk in it. You have to choose to walk in it. He said, I've already left you with it. I've given it to you already. It's yours for the taking. We just have to choose to walk in his peace instead of the stress that we feel. So we'll talk about ways to do that. Um, as a matter of fact, let me go ahead and give you some of those ways. Let's plan for God's peace. These are some of the ways we can plan for God's peace. First of all, the P stands for pray daily. Pray daily. If you want peace, you must spend time with the giver of peace. He's already given it to us, and it's available to us. When we sp spend time with him, we realize that. I mean, the stress has to be dealt with, right? The problem is there. 
But when we spend time with God, he reminds us, you have peace in that. I've already taken care of that. The priest has said it. We're covered. He's got us. We don't have to worry about that. And you have to spend time with him so you can be reminded of that. I don't have to be stressed about this situation. God's got me. And Psalms 91, I love it. It says, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will remain secure and rest in the shadow of the Almighty whose power no enemy can withstand. That when you're spending time with God, you rest in his presence. He is with you. He's got you covered no matter what you go through. So begin each day in prayer and in God's word. It's essential. You need to. So you can realize his peace is with you. Though uh, He will make you aware of his presence throughout the day. His presence will always lead you into peace. You know, in the scripture, it teaches us that many times Jesus would withdraw from the disciples and he would go and find a solitary place to pray, a quiet place where he was by himself so that he can pray. Now, if Jesus needed to pray, how much more than me and you need to pray? I'm reminded about when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. He knew that his work on the cross was fixing to be done. He knew he was fixing to have to go to the cross. And the Bible says that Jesus was anxious. And he had his, sweats were, his, sweat, his, his, his sweat was even as drops of blood. He was so anxious, stressed. Did he, did he regret going to the cross? Was he dreading going to the cross? I don't really think that's it because the scripture says the joy set before him, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. I think it was the sin of mankind coming on him. For the very first time, he would actually have the sin of mankind. He would experience not sin, but experience sin on himself. He had to take on our sin. And if you remember the, the account of, of that day, the Bible says it grew dark. And I really believe that's the time, and I think this is what really stressed Jesus. I believe that was the time. The, the Bible says that God cannot look on sin. So I believe for the first time, his fellowship with his father was broken, and he turned his face. God turned his face not to look on sin, and darkness came on Jesus being the sin of mankind. And if you remember, that's when Jesus said, Father, why have you forsaken me? And he knew that would have to happen. He knew that was coming. So he was stressed. I'm so glad that we have a high priest that knows how to feel stressed. He knows what we go through, yet he did it without sin. But the Bible says he can sympathize with our weaknesses. He knows how it is to feel like I just can't do it. I've had enough. And he knew to go and pray, so he asked his disciples to go and pray with them. Now, again, if you know the story, he came back and found them sleeping. And three times he went back to pray. And each time he came back, he found his disciples sleeping. And later, he said, pray. He told them to pray so they would not fall into temptation. And later, they found themselves in a stressful situation. The soldiers coming to arrest Jesus and they find themselves in the situation that I think they could have handled a little different if they had prayed. 
And we, me and you, must spend time with God daily so whatever comes our way, we can handle it in him, that we can handle it with his peace. So we must pray. I love it because it's amazing to me, Philippians, when Paul penned these words under the unction of the Holy Spirit, he was sitting most likely in prison. And look at what Paul said. He was in prison for the gospel. And he said this. If you want to make a note of this, this is not in your notes. Philippians 4, Philippians 4, 6 and 7, okay? Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. He said this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And it's interesting that he uses that terminology, guard your heart and mind, because it's very likely he was in between two guards at that moment, chained to them. And yet he said, pray, give your, give your thoughts to God, give your petitions to God, ask God. Then God will give you peace, it will guard you. His peace will guard you. And as he's saying that, he is in need of it himself, and I think experiencing that. So pray, pray, pray. Get in God's presence every day. You have to. I remember a time I was pretty young in the Lord, but I mean, I was going after God, and, but I had a miserable day. It was, it stuck. And as I laid down, I was going to say a quick prayer before I went to sleep, and I was like, God, this day just stunk. That's the way I pray, really holy. It's just, ah. And then the Lord spoke it into my spirit. He said, if you were to come to me this morning, it would not have been that way. Oh, man, we have to, we have to know the urgency. The old, old timers and, and the Lord call it the prayer closet. And the reason why it's the prayer closet is you need to go there first so you won't be naked. And when we go to the prayer closet, we're not spiritually naked. We, naked, I say that funny, don't I? And we can clothe, clothe ourselves. I don't say that word too much, do I? <laughs> and we can clothe ourselves, spiritually speaking, and we're prepared for the day. Nobody's going to hear anything else I have to say now. So, we got to pray. Pray daily. The E stands for this, endure in faith. Endure in faith. If you are living by faith, would you raise your hand? I'm living by faith. So you know this to be true. Following Jesus can be stressful. <laughs> it really can. Following Jesus, he knows how to put you, you in some predicaments. He really does. And he doesn't mind that. Uh, like I said, he wants us to grow in him and rely on him. So sometimes he'll allow us to be put in a situation where we're forced to call upon him and rely upon him. And that's wonderful, y'all. That's his love and his mercy toward us. But sometimes it can be stressful. And there's a story in the Bible where Jesus gets into the boat, gets into a boat, and the Bible says his disciples follow him. And then they set out, and uh, then a storm came on them. And, and so much so that the seasoned fishermen disciples were worried they were concerned and they look around to see Jesus like Jesus don't you understand I mean they're looking for him 
And, and the, the, I think the boat is even taken on water, the scripture says. And they look for Jesus and they find him, the scripture says, in the stern of the boat asleep. Like about three people are right now during this message. <laughs> they were asleep in the stern of the boat. And they said, Master, don't you care that we perish? I mean, don't you understand what's going on? Now, Jesus knew about the storm before he ever got in the boat. And he knew the situation they would find themselves in. Jesus was not worried about it. And what a perfect picture, I believe, the Lord wants for me, for me and you, that in the storms that we have to face, he wants us to be at so, uh, so much faith, enduring so well, that we can just sleep through that thing. They wake him up. And Jesus gets up and he rebukes the wind and waves. As a matter of fact, he doesn't even address the problem. He speaks to what was already there. He said, peace, be still. And the winds and the waves died down. And the disciples, the Bible says, were so amazed. And Jesus told them, he addressed them in this way, which he did more than one time. He said, let me, let me read it to you. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. I believe personally that Jesus just went on back to sleep. Faith is spiritual. Fear and worry and stress are all natural responses. That's just the way your body is going to react to situations. But your spirit does not, or does not have to. When your spirit is rooted and grounded in faith, it doesn't have to respond to those situations the same way. I think it's very possible for a man of faith to have stress hit his body without him ever feeling it. Because that's just a natural reaction for the flesh. I remember uh, when I was going through the, the onset of that disease, I would have panic attacks. And I was a man of faith. I believed God to heal me. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't understand why I'm having this when I have faith. It seems like, is my faith weakened? And the Lord showed me, no, that's just your body responding to what you're going through. You can have faith, solid, rooted, staying in faith, and your body doesn't know how to process faith. That's the reason why it's so important for us to have our minds renewed by the Word of God and by the Spirit of God. The Scripture says we can't conform to the pattern of the world, the worries of the world. Please, don't be too concerned about corona hitting your house. Now, we pray, and we're wise, and we take precautions if we know. We're, 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 you know we do the best with what we have, but don't let it control you. I, I, I told we, we were, my family were talking about us. I'm going to go to Walmart and buy me a case of masks. And they said, there ain't no mask nowhere at Walmart. I mean, and um, I was going to sell them for like 500 apiece. Please understand my humor. I'm not belittling what people are going through. But I do know we cannot afford to be stressed and live in fear about everything that comes across the news wire. 
we will find ourselves being Christians, called to be mighty people of faith, cowering in the corner, trying to protect ourselves and our family. So, we have to endure in faith. When you start out in faith, you've got to stay in faith. If you don't stay in faith, stress and worry is going to overtake you. You've got to stay in faith. If you step out in faith, you've got to keep walking in faith. You remember the story when the disciples, again, were in a boat, and they were buffeted by the winds, and, and they look, and they see Jesus walking on the water. And the Bible says they were afraid. You're talking about stress level going through the roof because they thought Jesus was a ghost. And I just think Jesus sometimes just has to go, like he does with us at times. And, and then Jesus said, hey, guys, it's me. And Peter said, Lord, if it is you, I bid me to come to you. He doesn't even know yet. And, and Jesus said, well, come. So Peter steps out of the boat, and he actually walks on water. So amazing. But the scripture says, but when he saw the winds and the waves, See, I actually believe when he stepped out of the boat, it got worse. And it drew his attention off Jesus, and he looked down and began to be concerned about the wrong thing. And the Bible says he began to sink. And he reached out. I'm so thankful that when we do reach out, Jesus is right there. And the Bible says he took him by the hand and helped him back in the boat. And he said to Peter, you of little faith. Now, I can imagine the other disciples would say, ha, ha, ha. But at least he had a little faith. He stepped out of the boat. And the Lord showed me one time. He told me, he said, Bobby, you've already stepped out of the boat. You might as well walk. And that's the way it is for us in faith. When you've already begun trusting in God, you cannot afford to quit now. Some of you are believing God for something right now. You've been believing for a long time, and you're tempted to give up on that. If you do, the stress and worry is going to overtake you. If you started out giving it to God, continue in that, okay? All right. And my time has gone red already. But the chicken ain't quite, quite ready at KFC. They're out of it anyway. Don't even go there. Let me give you A. You ready? A, allow time for rest and enjoyment. Now, this is so important, y'all. And I believe it's spiritual. Jesus, the Bible says he created the heavens and the earth in six days. And on the seventh day, he what? Rested. Do you think God needed to rest? No. He was doing it to set a pattern for us that he knew we needed that example, that we need to rest. Your body needs to rest. Whether it's on a Sunday, whether it's on a Saturday, whether it's on a night during the week, you got to carve out some time where you can have some rest and some enjoyment. Life is way too, too short not to enjoy it. Every vacation that we ever take, it's spiritual to me. I feel spiritually renewed when I come back. Not only physically renewed, but spiritually renewed because I've had some rest. You have to have it. You have to allow time for it. You don't have to spend a lot of money to have times of enjoyment. You can play a game with your kids. You can cook with your kids. You can sit around a table and eat a meal together. you got to set those times apart. Now, somebody said, if I cook with my kid, I'm going to want to kill him. <laughs> Create whatever it is that will give you some time together and some rest. Look at what the scripture says. A happy heart is good medicine, 
and a joyful mind causes healing, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. Tim has, and Pastor Rob lead up a golfing small group called Fairway to Heaven. <laughs> I'm not a golfer. I stink. I'm sure they all made fun of me yesterday behind my back. But yesterday, a few of us went to Baton Rouge, and uh, we did top golf there. And I'm telling you, I laughed all the way there. I laughed when I was there. I laughed all the way home. I'm telling you, we had a great time together. And even though physically I'm a little broke down this morning, but spiritually I feel so good, and emotionally I feel energized because of the good time I had with these crazy guys. So find you some time. Carve out some time. Now let me give you C. You got to change where needed. Change where needed. Did you know stressed spelled backwards is desserts? Chocolate lovers already knew that, didn't they? And you may have to change some things that are stressing you out to some things that bring you joy and pleasure. It may be as severe as some friendships. It may be as little as garbage bags. If it's causing you stress, change it. It's, I have, I'm, I'm tired of cheap garbage bags. I hate spending money on garbage. But the garbage, the cheap garbage bags were stressing me out. They would rip. They would tear. I would... So I spend more money on garbage bags. I'm less stressed. What are those things that you can identify? This is stressing me out. If you can change it, change it. And you may understand it may be you that you have to change. Some things about yourself. And would you stand for the last one and I'll give it to you. Patty, would you bring me that please? My mama said, don't open an umbrella inside. How many of you have heard that? And what I used to do as a kid, I would open the umbrella and dance around the kitchen with it. <laughs> Surprise God just didn't strike me good, you know. And my mama would say, okay, barbecue, you go right ahead. And, uh, but I wanted to bring this one up because it's just such a good illustrator for, uh, illustration for the last one. And the E stands for, um, going backward, E stands for execute God's plan. Carry it out. Do it. Execute it. God's plan. And this umbrella represents God's covering. Teresa used the word, I think, even just a moment ago. God's covering. And when you are doing God's plan, you can expect God's covering. Oh, it's wonderful. In God's covering, there's protection and there's provision. When we were going to Belgium, uh, Nick was at that time about nine years old. And we were aware that we were going to um, an area that at time we would minister to Muslims. And at the time, as a matter of fact, we went to preach one time in a, in a Muslim district and um, and we get out of the car and we're walking and there's some guys hanging around and, you know, we're just some southern people with Jesus with us. And, and um, Nick looks around and he sees those guys and they look regular. They look a little different than us, but he said out loud, Mom, I don't see no Muslims around here. 
how they said, keep walking, son, and shut up, something like that. So, but we had people that ask us that, that would ask us, are you taking your son there? And it's like, yeah, why, why, why wouldn't he? Because we learned a long time ago that in the center of God's will, there's a covering. It's the best place to be. It's, it's the safest place to be. It's the place of peace. It's the place that you're covered by him. And if you just do God's plan, will you face storms? Yeah. But you can be assured that God has you covered. He has your back. He will keep you. The scripture says this, and I'll close with this verse. It says, you will keep in perfect and constant peace the one whose mind is steadfast, that is committed and focused on you, in both inclination and character. Why? Because he trusts and takes refuge in you with hope and confident expectation. It is wonderful to know you're under his covering. It is wonderful to know that wherever you go, he is there with you. And all he asks for you to do is to follow his plan, just to do it his way. I think there may be some here today that you know how it is to at one time walk in that covering. But Satan sold you a lie. He told you it wasn't the best. He told you the price was too much. Whatever the lie was for you. And he talked you out of being under God's covering. And he, as long as you're out from under God's covering, man, he could just put you through some stressful stuff. And today I, I, I sort of see in my spirit, I do see in my spirit, there's like a whirlwind circling you. I mean, it's hitting you from north, south, east, and west. And it feels like there's no way that you can get out of that. It's just, it just keeps sucking you back in. But that the devil is a lie. And can I just tell you today that God is so gracious that he will call you back to himself. As a matter of fact, I believe he will move heaven and earth to get you back where he wants you to be. And the choice is really up to you. And if you'll just call out to him and say, God, yeah, I might have missed that. I did. I missed it. And I sinned and I shouldn't have. And, but I'm coming home. Oh, it's amazing to be back under his covering. And you can leave this place today covered. There may be some situations because of what you've walked in, you still got to deal with. There's still some consequences. But it's so good to know that even facing those things that you caused because of your disobedience, you can still have his covering while you're doing it. Would you bow your head just a moment, please? And God, I know today by your spirit, there are many here that that applies to. And today your spirit is loving on them. There's no condemnation today. You are drawing them to yourself. I thank you for that. I'm so thankful, God. Move, move, move. Thank you, Jesus. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, would you pray for me? I need that peace that you're talking about. Would you raise your hand? I need that peace. Father God, they need it today. I know how it is. Today, would you give that peace? Would you give them the plan? 
you have it for them. Jesus, you already gave it to them. You already made it available. What they're saying today is they're choosing it. Now, Lord, whatever it is that needs to change, would you help them to change it? Would you help them to do it different? Give them the wisdom beyond where they are, God, to let them know your plan. Today, I believe a covering is coming back. If there's sin, would you just ask them to forgive you now? Lord, forgive me. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have been disobedient. I'm asking you to forgive me today, and I'm going to get back on track with you. I'm going to do what I know to do and believe you to do the rest. <laughs> now, God, I pray that you would begin to fill them now with your presence. I'm going to ask you to be bold. For nobody looking around, would you raise the other hand and surrender to the Lord, okay? Both hands raised to him. I'm surrendering it to you today. God, you see hands extended. I pray you would pour out now. Father, pour out. They're reaching out to you. Let them fill it. Let them feel it, that you're doing it today. God, you're covering them today. You're going to help them walk it out. They don't have to do it alone. And Lord, the, prop, the situation they're in right now, it won't always be this way. Father God, they may face other problems, but it won't be those that they caused. <laughs> God, you're going to help them. and they're going to, People are going to watch them, and you're going to use them to be a witness. And I thank you for that. I give you praise for that. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I want to pray one other prayer with you. If you've never given your heart to Christ, that's where you begin for his peace. You want to give your heart to him, the giver of peace. And you can have a wonderful relationship with him. I'm telling you, I have never met a Christian who really surrendered to God. I have never met one that said, I regret my decision. Never. It is life. I'm telling you, he is life. So I want to pray that prayer with you. And if you're watching online, you can pray that prayer right where you are. Would you bow your head one more time and let's pray it together, church. And if you need to make this prayer yours, I ask you that you just say, God, this is from my heart. But let's pray it together. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me so much that you gave your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my sins. I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. Would you forgive me for all my sins? Would you come into my heart? Would you change my life? And I'm going to do my best to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen.